Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, coming to you guys early morning Friday. It's about 5.30 here, uh, which is not early for you guys because it's like 8 o'clock already, 8.30 in the East Coast. But we're trying to compete over there. Um, and just want to say before we get started, if you guys are watching YouTube, you notice I have a new shirt. It says, I broke in. Uh, these are our shirts that we've made. Uh, so I'm going to be showing. Here's a pink one real quick. So it says, I broke in on the front, on the back. It just says, new to medical device sales.com. Uh, and so I made these because I've had a lot more people reaching out wanting the shirts. I made these a while back. Had some st- uh, problems with some manufacturing, but then now got them all. And it's fun to have them other than just black. So you can still get a black one. Um, I ordered blue, pink, red. Uh, we have all a bunch of different colors. Um, I will just let you guys know. Feel feel free if you do want one, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Right now they're on the website, uh, just the new to medical device sales. I was having some trouble when I like even went to go order myself on there, uh, where it was just telling me like it wasn't even giving me the option to like put in my address and finish the purchase. If that's still a thing, I thought I got it fixed. But if it's still a thing, let me know because uh, I want to get you guys your t-shirts. I've had a lot of people; they lo- absolutely love it. So it's been fun to to see, but. I hope you guys are doing great. We are finally back from England. Uh, if you guys are looking in the home office, uh, we have our coffee to get us going this morning. And we are here to drop some knowledge to help you guys get hired. Uh, so before we do, I just want to just, as always, uh, press that like and subscribe button. If you guys are watching on YouTube, a five-star review really does help us grow this channel, you guys. And it's been fun. Um, I don't know what's going on lately, but in the last month uh we've had a lot of new listeners uh come on to the podcast it's the podcast has grown a lot uh recently and it's been a lot of fun to see uh so to all the new faces welcome and listeners thank you so much to to join in um I, the one thing i would just say if you guys haven't uh go back to the beginning episodes just to give you a better understanding of who i am uh for everyone who is just starting to listen um you know my name is jacob i was a personal trainer uh just over 2 years ago which is actually crazy to see uh, in the last two years, I broke into medical device sales. I got four job offers from the top medical device companies. Um, and then I ended up taking a full-line sales rep role with one of the largest companies in the world. I took the lowest performing territory in the nation, and I finished in the top 10, number eight, uh, last year. And then with that, I just accepted a regional sales manager position running the whole Western United States for Innovis Medical, which is I'm super excited about we have a lot in the the pipeline and it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fun ride fun roller coaster and I'm excited for it to share that with you guys. Uh, but the reason I'm saying that is you know in in those those two years you know I went from being I, I skipped the associate rep I went right into a full line sales rep role and then I went into I'm already a, a regional sales manager which you know for most people it takes five to anywhere from five to seven ten years to get that I, I was very fortunate um, you know. I was able to, for my position I currently have, I was told I beat out over 500 people for. Um, So when I tell you guys I can get hired, I know I can get hired. I've also helped over 500 people break into medical device sales. So again, I know if you guys have listened, you already know that. But for all the new listeners, really uh, appreciate it. But the reason I'm saying this all is go back, listen to the beginning. You'll literally see me as a personal trainer saying, hey, I want to break into medical device sales. This is what I think I got to do. Um, and I've literally documented the whole journey. I have over 108 episodes at this point. Um, I have 10 day in the life of a medical device sales rep. I'm actually going to be launching the two that I did in England, uh, just kind of like memories for me in England, but also kind of going over what training was like at the end um, in the second part of the video. 
So again, you guys can feel free to check that out on YouTube. But let's get into helping you guys break into medical device sales. Uh, so <clears throat> today it's going to be titled the five most common questions I get asked for medical device sales. And so what this episode is, is I get asked, I, as you guys know, I get on over a hundred calls a week and I, and I used to like tell you guys a hundred calls a month, but I'm not exaggerating when I say a hundred calls a week now. Um, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I, I'm appreciative of you guys reaching out, but I do get a lot of requests. I get a lot of emails. I get a lot of people reaching out and wanting to jump on calls. So I'm like, I tell you guys, I get on a call with everybody that reaches out. Now here's just the disclaimer. If you guys are listening and say, Hey, I reached out to Jacob. He texted me or he never got back to me. Please reach out again. As you guys can hear, I get lots of messages every single day while also running a territory. And there's just sometimes I like, it happens to me all the time where I'm about to <clears throat> reach out to somebody and I get a call. Um, literally it just happened to me yesterday. I was talking to one of my students of the course about one of my coworkers that I used to work with. And it hit me that I never texted her back. I went back and it was in text message form. I had texted her and just didn't press send. And that was from July uh, 29th. And so again, that's just like, sometimes it gets so sporadic. So I texted her back. Hey, so sorry. Um, but I literally had it written out, got a call. And then from there it spaced out. So again, if I, if you guys have reached out, please feel free to reach out again. If I, if I never got back to you, just follow up. And also I will say it's great practice because uh, you guys will reach out to people in medical device sales and doctors uh, and they're not going to respond the first time. So if I haven't got back to you guys, please reach out again. I promise you guys, I'm always happy to jump on a quick call. Um, I will just say at this point with 108 episodes, I probably have answered every single question you could ever ask. So what I would just ask is that you guys go listen to those episodes. Uh, real quick before you do reach out. Because again, with the course, I'm happy to jump on, go into more detail. But when it comes to just like, where should I work? I don't know. You know, we have a hundred episodes on that kind of stuff. So just to go, because we're all busy in life um, and just trying to make the best of our time. But going into the five most qu common questions I get asked in medical device sales. So these are people who are trying to break in. People ask me all these questions. And so I just wanted to take the top five questions I get asked literally on a daily basis and make a podcast about it. So number one, best company. What's the best company to work at? So this question is so open-ended. And the reason I'm saying that to you guys is what's what would equal best to you, right? Because for example, some people want to get into ortho. Some people want to get in minimally invasive. Some people want to get into, you know, plastic, right? Well, each company is going to be different. So you have to figure out kind of what division that you want to go for, number one. Number two, you got to kind of think, what's your goal? What's, what's, what do you want out of a job, right? So for example, I always tell people, you know, I went to one of the largest companies in the world. And the reason I did that was you're going to probably get the best training. Now, like you guys have heard uh, in past, you know, like I, I didn't have the like craziest, best introduction. I got hired during COVID. You know, I didn't get my stuff for the first couple of weeks. I got ghosted for the first month by my field sales trainer. Like there's stuff that happened that like people will be like, oh, it's the top company. It'll be the best. Um, that's not necessarily true. So I just always put that out there. Uh, that's what I thought as well. Um, and then I was like, how is this company running uh, at some point? <laughs> because I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I just say that to you guys, it matters what you want, right? So like if you go with a larger company, you're a lot of times going to get good training. You're going to get paid to like learn on the job. They can 
give you a salary, right? That's usually what's going to happen, especially as an associate. Um, and so that's where it's like, I tell people, Google the top companies. Like if you literally, like, this is where I tell you guys not to be lazy, literally Google top medical device companies. There will be a, cause I've seen it a million times. There's a website that'll come up. It'll show you the top 30 medical device companies in the world by revenue, right? So you can do it by that. Now with that said, you know, that's if you want to go to a giant company, some people don't want that. Some people want to go to a distributorship where they can have like basically their own company and be a 1099 employee and run their own business, or they can go to a smaller company. Like, so for me, like the, the reason I'm saying this to you guys is like, so I've l- worked at literally the largest company in the world. And now I'm with a startup with under 50 people. Right. And so like for me so far, m- me personally, it's m- there's, there's perks of both, but what fits me better is like, I like having, I literally just sent a message right before this to my CEO. I like having that communication compared to when you're at these large companies, you're going to go up three, uh, chains of command before you ever reach anybody like that in porn. And it's going to take you a week to get there. Um, because you're going to email somebody and then somebody has got to forward you to somebody else. And then you got to wait for that. You know what I mean? Compared to, we just get and go. Um, and then, and then, then like with the startups and smaller companies, a lot of times you can be more uh, universal. You can, you can switch quicker. Uh, for example, like on sales and stuff like that, you can, you can work with people, make deals compared to like, um, when you're at these top companies, it is what it is, right? Like the best, the best pri- uh, thing I can say is like, it's like going to like Walmart or to all the, all the bougie people out there, Target, uh, Target, um, you guys go there. The price is what it is. They don't care, right? They're not negotiating. You're just paying what it is, right? Compared to if you're at other companies, maybe you can work with them a little bit, especially if you're going to do a giant order, right? So that's just some different things, but you got to think about what division you're going to be in, which is going to uh, dictate which company that you're probably going to be looking at. You got to um, decide, hey, what do I want my career to look like? For example, are you my, is your goal to go in? And this is what my advice was always to my people, like my students and even myself was like, hey, it doesn't hurt to go try to get in with the largest companies in the world. They're going to give you the training. You're going to get on the job training while getting paid. And then if you want to go somewhere else, you pretty much can go anywhere because you have a large company on your name, right? That's the option. Um, but again, some people, like, I always say that because people are going to talk about how much money they can make. And there's this false stigma that you're going to make the most money at the larger companies. And from my experience and from people I've talked to in the industry, uh, I would not agree with that. Um, so again, maybe like guaranteed. Yes. Maybe, maybe like that, like, oh yeah, we're going to promise you. But like, if you're a killer and a one percenter, like no way they're going to, they're going to cap you. They're going to like, yeah. So I could go on on that all the day. But uh, so number one question, best company, again, open-ended question of like, Hey, where do you want to work? What do you want your uh, work lifestyle to be? Like, do you want to work all the time? What that's going to depend on what division you're going into. What do you want your, you know, so like you need to decide if you want to go to a large company or you want to go to a smaller company or a midsize or, a, or, or literally a distributorship, right? That's going to be different freedoms. Um, and again, the best way to be figuring that out is to be reaching out to people, talking to those people. Um, so that's number one, best company, which, which is the best company to work for. Number two, should I just apply online or should I be networking? And then I am waiting to make my resume perfect. So the reason I'm, I put the resume perfect on here, I'll start with that too, um, is I've heard that like three times in the last week. If you guys have heard anything about what I talk about, it's 
don't wait. Stop waiting. My, I got told my resume sucked every time because I was a personal trainer. I did youth fitness. But guess what? When I could get on a phone with somebody and I could keep a conversation, I had good energy. I could make sure that I could uh, build a relationship, build that rapport. They were like, man, this kid's got something. And to show that I was hungry, they could feel the energy that I was bringing up like, hey, I'm doing whatever it takes to break in. That stands out to you more than a resume because here's the thing. If even if you're qualified, but you just send out a resume, guess what? You're not going to get the job most of the time because they don't know you. Like even if they, if, even if it makes it past the computer system, um, which again, if you guys don't know, there's a computer system. If you guys are just applying and if you don't have the top key terms that they're looking for in percentages, you're going to get a rejection letter within two minutes, or it might wait six months to send you that same rejection letter. It's a computer system, and that's how they weed out people. Um, but again, also you got to think about this. Why would somebody hire you off your resume? They don't know you. You're a piece of paper and they don't think about you. But if you can get on a phone call with them and they can hear your voice, they know that you're a real person, that they know that you have emotions, that they know that they kind of like you, that just made you stand out. You're not just a name on the resume stack anymore. So that's my biggest thing is most people are telling me, oh, it needs to be perfect. And I'm like, it's not going to be perfect you because you don't have what they're looking for. You know what I mean? Like that's where I get the most like passionate. Everyone's like, I'm trying to make the best. If you did not come from B2B sales and was a president club winner, you don't have a good resume for what they're looking for. So stop wasting all your time on it. Put some stuff of your back, your background and also like your percentages of like stuff. And if you don't have percentages, make things that are able to be put into percentages. Um, I say this all the time, right? I was a personal trainer. I didn't have any quotas, but guess what? When I was breaking into medical device sales, I had quotas for myself in medical or in personal training that I was trying to hit, right? So you can just, they're just talking points, but your resume and your cover letter are not going to get you hired. Literally, I, and I say this on the podcast all the time, I literally got through three interviews before they would be like, hey, Jake, send your resume to HR. We just need it for uh, uh, HR reasons, right? They don't care because they care about the person who's interviewing. What are you doing during that process? So waiting about your resume, stop waiting. Just start like actually working because uh, I, that's why I love Gary Vee. Most people will cripple themselves and go into being paralyzed because they're trying to make it perfect. And then you wait three, <clears throat> excuse me, three to five weeks trying to make it perfect, which it's not perfect, just so you know. And then you just wasted three to five weeks. It's more like even with the podcast and you guys have seen this, I just put stuff out. And then as it goes, okay, I'm going to get better with it. Oh, I, th that sucked. Okay, let me make some changes here. Bam, bam, bam. Welcome to life, baby. Like, if you're trying to wait till it's perfect in medical device sales, you're going to get punched in the face and you're going to lose at this job because nothing's perfect. And when you're juggling a hundred different things, it's not, you can't just wait to be perfection because you're literally just sit there and cry because you're like, I don't know what to do. There's too much. Uh, so little confidence booster right there for you guys <laughs> to get you in. Um, so that's something to think about the resume. Stop waiting to make it perfect. Don't really, I, don't, I never made a cover letter. I never worried about that. Um, I get that question all the time. So Stop worrying about that. Actually, just start going out. Now, number two, should I just apply? You heard me talk about the computer system. No, you should not just apply because you're not, you're just a name, right? Nobody cares. Like you're just a piece of paper applying. They don't care. You need to network. And let me just make this really clear because I get asked all the time, what's the key to breaking into medical device sales? Let me just go into much detail and this is going to get you guys hired. Okay. So, so really listen up, turn it up on your uh, TV or sorry, on your uh, car or headphones or whatever you're listening to, this is what you need to do to break in. Okay, you ready? Network, network, network. 
So I want you guys to replay that like three times, and then hopefully you guys get that. And the reason I'm making that such a, a sarcastic joke is I literally, if you've listened to the hundred episodes I've had, that is the only thing I talk about is networking. And then I have my guests come on. And what is the one thing they talk about? Networking. And then I still have people always call me like, what should I do? And they've listened to the whole hundred episodes. And then they're like, I'm like, how many people have you reached out to? And they're like three. And I'm like, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, it's like me acting like I'm going to put my head through a wall. It's like, I don't know what else to say. Because uh, <laughs> they're like, everybody's waiting for me to say something different. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but that would be the conversation to have is you guys just need a network. Stop waiting out. Now, here's the thing. Is networking enough just to get you hired? No way. Because you have to stand up when you network. You can't suck. You can't just be like, hi, my name's Jacob. Uh, yeah, it was really good meeting you. Right. I get that all the time. You got to bring the energy. You got to be prepared. You got to like, that's the stuff we teach in the course. I teach you around the podcast, but going in really detail on the course, we teach you guys how to get hired. At this point, I've gotten over 500 people hired. I've gotten hired by top companies in the world. I beat out 500 people. I understand what to do to get hired by these top companies and they get hired in medical device sales. But networking is the groundwork for it. Um, so that, that answers number two. Should you just apply and resume perfect? No, start networking or get your resume to where it's okay. And you can always work on it. It's just a t- talking point. But then do the work and start networking. And here's my, my thing. I will just add to that. If you have under 300 people or under 500 people, you should not stop till you have 1,000 people on your network. That means going on and networking and connecting with people. I just had this talk with one of my students. You need to have 1,000 people. All right? So start reaching out to more people. Number three, what degree do I need? Get this one so much. So the degree you need is a four-year degree. That's it. So, and the reason I say that, that's for if you're trying to get hired for a top company, right? The big one, the big dogs, the big corporate ones. Do you need a degree to get into the lower, uh, smaller companies? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they'll take an associate. Now, here's the thing. That's where if you don't have a degree and you're like, hey, I'm probably not going to go back to college. I just don't want to. You know, like I work with people doing that. And where we have the most success is going to distributors because the reason distributors are a great option is because it's no different than a distributor is I, Jacob McLaughlin was like, Hey, I want to start a business in medical device sales and sell this from, a, uh, let's just say the most common is like Zimmer, right? So, Oh, I'm going to go just start my own product. I'm going to get Zimmer product. And then I'm going to go sell it to doctors that I already know. And I'm going to buy it for a cheaper price and I'm going to sell it for a marked up price. Welcome to business. And then I go hire the bum off the street because I think he's a good employee. Bam. I just made a business and got an employee. That's what you guys should do. Now, again, I'm not saying they hire bums. Uh, Like that was just a sarcastic joke to show you that they literally can hire anybody they want. So they don't have to follow all the corporate rules where, again, you got to think about these like giant companies, Medtronic, Stryker, Johnson, Johnson, Smith & Nephew, all the above. They're getting a thousand plus applicants a day. So the thing they do to weed out people, four-year degree. So with that in more detail, what four-year degree? I always encourage the most common I see is either like a science background. So you understand anatomy, um, physiology, sure. But like anatomy is more what they're worried about because they're going to teach you everything else. But so like a science background with like anatomy or like a business background because you're running your own business. You're running your own territory when you're here. So that would be what degree do you need? It would be, hey, looking at either a science or a business background. But at the end of the day, you just need a four-year degree. That I know so many people who got like, graphic design and they're in medical device sales, right? It's just, I was talking to my CEO and he made a great point. 
But a four-year degree just shows that you can get asked questions, you can answer it, and you can stick with something you probably didn't enjoy the whole time. That's it. Like, yeah. Though we can imagine how I feel about college sometimes. <laughs> so uh, that that is number three. Number four, who should I reach out to? This is a common question I get asked all the time because all the time I get asked, I, I'm trying to reach out to recruiters and they're not getting back to me. Let me make this very clear. If you are not a president club winner or a B2B salesperson, stop reaching out to recruiters. They don't care. They are looking to get paid. They're only going to put up the people that give them the best option, which is known in medical device sales to be people with previous B2B sales experience. If you do not have that, stop wasting your time because the recruiter is going to call you and tell you, go get B2B sales experience. I had a million recruiters back in the day when I was reaching out. I did the exact same thing, and they were not helpful at all. I had one recruiter that actually helped me through a process, and at the end of it, I got ghosted by the uh, VP when they told me I was actually going to go into the final one. If I landed that, I would be hired. The VP, uh, they end up going with an internal candidate. The VP ghosted me. I talked to the recruiter. He finally got back to me a week later, and then the recruiter was like, yeah, well, uh, good luck. Hung up on me. Go get sales experience. Good luck. Hung up on me. And had been working with me for a week, and that was all he could say. And so what I'm just showing you to do is recruiters are only there to get paid. If you do not have the B2B sales experience that they're looking for, they, they don't care. Um, and so stop wasting your time. I'm, I'll just be honest. I have yet to find a recruiter that has been like amazing, that's been like, yes. Now, once you break into medical device sales, that's different. Because, yeah, then recruiters are important. I've, I've met nice recruiters there um, because I have the experience that they're looking for. Right. So then life's easier. But if you're just trying to break in and you have no sales experience, please do not waste your time with a recruiter. It's not worth it. You should be reaching out. Write this down. Regional district sales managers. Those are the people that are going to hire you. They are the ones who say yes or no and have the hiring power. Then you should be reaching out to full line sales reps, territory managers. Those are the same thing, just different words. And you guys should be talking to them because that is who you eventually want to be. That, and they also are in charge of the associates who you will be reaching out to as well. But you should learn what they look for in their associates. You should also be looking for how they run their territory. What's their experience been with their territory? That's what you should be asking those questions. And same thing with associates. The reason why I laugh, like I, I reached out to everybody and I reached out to so many associates. But I laugh when I reach out to people who are like, oh, I don't reach out to associates because uh, they're not. I'm, I'm trying to be a full-line sales rep. And I'm like. You work at Jimmy John's. Like, what the hell do you think you're going to break in here for? Like, you have to be an associate first. <laughs> like, I, I love the confidence, but let's just, like, bring it back to reality real quick, right? Um, no no uh, slack on uh, Jimmy John's. I, I bet it's a great establishment, but I was just using it as an example for this podcast. Uh, but I just am talking to you guys about, like, associates, the reason why you should reach out to associates. That's what you're going to be doing. Like you're going to be the associate sales rep. So A, you're learning about what your life will look like actually when you break in because you will be them. And number two, they are the most recent hires, most likely. They just got hired because usually associates will stay in that role for two years or under. So they know they just got hired by the regional manager and they actually know what they're looking for. Um, so great people to talk to and they'll be like, hey, yeah, the manager is this person, right? And they're usually the most happy to give back because they just broke in and then they're like, oh my gosh, I just want to help everybody else break in because this is so cool and this has changed my life because I'm making so much more money than I ever could have and I love my life and they don't even know it's just the beginning. They'll make more. It'll be cool. But I'm saying that because they're even more like willing to help you guys out. So number four, who should you reach out to? Regional sales managers or district managers, same exact title, different, uh, different wording. Um, and then you've got the Full line sales reps or territory managers, same thing. 
um, same wording or just different wording, same title, and then associate sales reps. That's who you should reach out to. Then number five, my advice. So I get this all the time. People are like asking me and they'll be like, what do you think I should do? What's my, what's your advice? It does not change my friends. Everybody thinks I'm going to say something different than I say on the podcast. And I say this to people who call me. The reason I don't change my answer, and I'm as open as I can be with you guys here, is I literally get on 100 calls a week plus. Why would I change my answer to try to get on 100 more calls and like tell you guys something different than just tell you the right answer the half time? Because if you guys are real go-getters and stuff, guess what? You don't have to call me. And it's not that I don't want you guys to call me, but it's like, I don't switch it up. I'm as I'm a, as you guys can tell. I'm a straight shooter. I you guys know this about me. I will tell you how it is, even if you do not like it, because everybody needs to be told stop sucking every once in their life. I need the same thing. That's why I have open relationships with my teammates and coaches and like my CEO. I want to be hold accountable, and if I'm not doing something that they think is up to standard, I'm going to hear about it, and I ask for that. Right. So, my advice is like I'm going to say the same thing to you guys no matter what. So with that long-winded answer of like, go back and listen to the 108 plus episodes that I go into detail and literally are teaching you how to get hired and everything else. Um, So that would be my advice there. Number two, there's options. If you're like, hey, I just, I'm, I'm driven, I'm ready to go, but I just need some more guidance. That's where we have the course, right? At this point, the course, like I'm so excited, we're gonna be having uh, Adam, our student. So Adam was in under six weeks. Uh, He ended up getting two full line sales rep offers. Uh, both for very much more than most people are making. And so like, again, in the course, he's already like seen the benefit of, of it. Uh, he took a, a job with an awesome company. Um, again, we're, we just won't bring it up because of legal issues, but two two top companies in the world. And he, he accepted a position, was able to, what we're going to go in with him is he did a great job of being able to talk about the two, using them as comparison, and then also negotiating to get higher wages. Uh, so we will have him on. That's why we have the course, right? Like if you're really looking for, I want to get hired and I want to save my time because that's why I tell people all the courses, you guys, is saving you time. You can go probably do this on your own, but what's going to happen is it might take you three months, six months to go get first round interviews. And guess what? You're going to bomb the first two or three because you just don't know what to expect. You just have never done it. And then by the third interview, you're like, oh, that's what they were looking for. Or this is how I should prepare. Well, at that point, you already wasted six months of your life and you just bombed three opportunities to get a job compared to if you come into the course, I literally teach you guys, you do A, B, and C, bam, you're going to get an interview. You do A, B, and C, you're going to get to the next interview, bam, bam, bam. And that's how we get job offers. It's how we just got somebody hired in under six weeks with two top companies, right? That's what we teach in the course again. And it goes into detail and it's not just you guys just get in, right? We do uh, office hours. I used to call them biweekly calls. Now they're office hours because I like that better. Um, it's where I, we do check-ins and then we do advice. Like this last week, we went into several great topics. We record it and then I put it back into the course. So again, those are just options that come into it. But it, that's, the, that's the thing. If you guys are really serious about making breaking into medical device sales, there my two options are like, hey, my advice to you guys is A, do the networking, right? That's what I tell everybody. But really like the next ones are is like, listen to the podcast, start implementing that stuff. And it's like, if you really want to be serious, you want to have somebody who has helped over 500 people break in. If you want somebody who has gotten hired, who has now a regional sales manager with under two years experience, when they startups usually don't hire people with under five, like been able to have success. And I know how this world works um, as I'm talking and communicating with some of the largest names in the world uh, in medical device sales. Like 
that's what you guys are getting when you get the course. And this is the thing I always say with it because the link's in the description, but it's not a $20 investment. It's not you guys pay 50 bucks and you got a job. Like you guys are going to have to work. Like I, there's nothing I can say. There's no, the number one question I get asked about the course, what's the guarantee? And my answer is there's no guarantee because welcome to life. There's no guarantee in life. Everybody thinks they can pay money and it's guaranteed. No, you could pay money and you could just suck and sit at your house and take naps all day. You're not getting hired, right? The, that doesn't guarantee you. But what I can promise you is if you're willing to work hard, you will have the opportunity to break in because I've gotten enough people. I know it works that way. Um, so again, it's an investment. I don't sit here and act like I don't know that. But the reason I can sit here and say it so confidently is I know the return. Adam, who just got in, over 20X'd his return in the first four weeks. And that's in the first year. Now, over the next 10 years, if he stays in and he, like I say this all the time, if you absolutely stink at medical device sales and you stay in for 10 years, you'll still make over a million dollars because that's only a hundred grand a year. And if you're an average medical device sales rep, the average makes over 175 grand a year, right? So like to do the math. So again, I understand people will look at it and they'll be like, oh, that's really expensive. And some people it is. And I understand that. But also it's like, I know what I'm offering. I know the results we get people. And I know that it's going to return so much. 20 to 30 the first year and then after that is bam i can't even put in words so that would be my advice to you guys if you guys are interested into breaking into medical device sales listen to the podcast make sure you guys are networking if you guys are interested in the course because again we jump on a zoom call reach out to me either linkedin or instagram new to medical device sales we can schedule a zoom call um i like to uh vet people because again i don't allow everybody in i only allow five people in each month because i want to give you guys the best experience and also I want to make sure I'm getting good people. I'm not just going to allow anybody in here because I'm not trying to get headaches for myself. I want to make sure you guys are coachable and that we can get you hired and make sure it makes sense for all of us. So I appreciate you guys listening. I hope this was super helpful. I hope you guys have a great week. Get after it. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out on YouTube, new to medical advice, sales, Jacob McLaughlin, and that's all the other social medias as we're running out of time. So hope you guys have a great week. Press that like and subscribe button and we will see you on the next one. Peace.